Shalom. This is a Hav Love Ministry where you'll be listening to Pastors Carrie and Karen Battle. And we're going to be going over our Torah portion for this week. Our very first podcast, we'll be going over the uh, adult, the history in Genesis, the 25th chapter, 19th verse through the 28th chapter, 9th verse. Uh, Malachi, first chapter through the second chapter, 7th verse and Romans, 9th chapter, 6th through the 16th verse. All right, Pastor Battle, and we will begin. Amen. Well, uh, glad that you all can join us. We're going to start off with a word of prayer. Um, Father, we thank you and we just glorify you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness and your goodness. We just pray tonight that you would lead us and guide us into our truth, that you would convict us by your rule of Kakodesh, um, and that you would just teach us your word and help us to apply your word to our everyday life. So we thank you for being good to us. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for forgiveness of sins. We uh, appreciate that and we love you in Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 So today uh, our Torah portion uh, came from um, Genesis uh, 25 through 19 through 28-9. And um, the name of it was called Todot, which which means history. And... um, we learned some very valuable things uh, today. So we're going to read, just read a little bit, and we're going to just go over each chapter uh, just briefly, just to give us a, an, overall, an overall summary of what we learned and uh, what, we, what we gained from this Torah portion. So uh, beginning at verse 19 of Genesis 25, it says, Here is the history of Yeshak, Abraham's son. Abraham fathered Yeshak. Yeshak was 40 years old when he took Rivka, the daughter of Bethuel of Arami from Padan Aram and sister of Levan, Laban the Arami to be his wife. Now Yishak is Isaac. That's the Hebrew word for Isaac. <clears throat> Verse 21. Yishak prayed to Adonai on behalf of his wife because she was childless. Adonai heeded his prayer and Rivka became pregnant. The children fought each other inside her inside her so much that, that she said, if it's going to be like this, why go on living? So she <clears throat> so she went to inquire of Adonai, who answered her, There are two nations in your womb. From birth there will be two rival peoples. One of these peoples will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. When the time for her delivery came, there were twins in her womb. The first to come out was reddish, and covered all over with hair, like a coat. So they named him Esau. Uh, then his brother emerged with his, with his hand holding Esau's heel. So he was called Yaakov, or, or Jacob. So Yeshak was 60 years old when she bore them. The boys grew, and Esau became a skillful hunter, an outdoorsman, while Yaakov was a quiet man who stayed in the tents. Yishak favored Esau because he had a taste uh, for game, and Rivka favored Yaakov. One day when Yaakov had cooked some stew, Esau came in from, from open country exhausted and said to Yaakov, please let me go down some of that red stuff. That red stuff, I'm exhausted. This is why he was called Edom, which means red. So Yaakov answered, First sell me your rights as the firstborn. Look, I am about to die, said Esau. What use to me are my rights as the firstborn? So Yaakov said, First swear to me. So he swore to him, thus telling his birthright to Yaakov. Then Yaakov gave him bread and lentil stew. He ate and drank, got up and went on his way. Thus Esau showed how little he valued his birthright. Amen. So, um, the, the Torah portion, uh, first thing, uh, what we want to mention is um, uh, Rebecca having uh, pains in her stomach. And y'all telling her from the beginning that she has two nations on the inside of her. She has two different people, two nations in her womb, and they will be, in, and they will be rivals of two people. And, uh, and one of the peoples will be stronger then the other, and the older would serve the younger. So she had a son uh, 
named Esau. Since Esau, Esau, Esau uh, means completely formed, or that is having hair already. So, <clears throat> one thing I want to say is this. Esau was reddish and covered all over with hair like a coat. So, it did not say that he had red hair. What it said was that he was reddish and covered in hair. So, his name is Esau, which means completely uh, formed or having hair already. And he also had a brother named Yaakov or Jacob, which means he catches by the heel. Yaakov is the Hebrew word for the word we use. Uh, the English word that we use is Jacob, which means he's, he catches by the heel or he surplants. And um, so that, that's the thing I want to bring out is their names, what their names meant. Um, that, that, that because we, we've had we've, we've heard people refer to Esau as, as being red-headed or having red hair but the scripture uh, doesn't really say that it said that he was reddish or he was re he was red and he was covered in hair and um, also so but he got his name uh, excuse, the, 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 the name Edom which mean which means red not because of the hair uh, being covered in red hair but he got his name Edom which means red because he wanted some of the red stuff or the red soup uh, that Jacob was was making. So that's um, something that I want to pull out and point out. And also, um, just to, just to also point out because we're going to see in the future, uh, especially when we read when we read uh, in in Hebrews twelve how Esau it says in verse um, thirty four then then Yaakov gave him bread and lentil stew. He ate and drank, got up, went on his way, and thus Esau showed little, showed how little he valued his birthright. So those are some, some things that I want to point out in verse in chapter twenty-five, uh, Pastor Karen. Um, I think we need to take note of uh, the number forty, in which it is an extremely significant number. A lot of things transpired has transpired. Uh, when we look in scriptures with uh, men and women of God, and specifically men, for Moses was uh, in the desert for 40 years. Um, Yeshua was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days. And we see here where Yeshak gets married um, to Rivka at the age of 40. Numbers are uh, extremely significant there. Also... All right. I think I think that's the only point I want to bring out of chapter twenty-five. Oh, amen. Okay, so we're going to go to um. It's some things in chapter twenty-six we're going to read and kind of point out also. Um, the first paragraph in chapter twenty-six, verses one through five, uh, stood out to me a lot. So I'm going to read it. I'm going to just go what what I got from that. Says a famine came over the land, not the same as the first famine, which had taken place when Abraham was alive. Yeshak went to Gerar to Avimelech, king of the Philistine. Adonai appeared to him and said, "Don't go down into Egypt, but live where I tell you. Stay in this land, and I will be with you and bless you, because I will give all these lands to you and your descendants. I will fulfill the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father." I will fulfill the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. I will give all these lands to your descendants, and by your descendants all the nations of the earth will bless themselves. All this, all this is because Abraham heeded to what I said and did and did what I told him to do. And he followed my misvotes, my regulations, and my teachings. So what 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 stood out to me was that Yah is is getting ready to bless Isaac because of Abraham. He's going to move in Isaac's life. He's going to bless Isaac because of Abraham's faith. He's, he he says this. He's, he said he he says this. He said in verse five, all this is because Abraham heeded to what I said. So Abraham's faith is what is, is what got 
the Most High to really move for Isaac. He tells Isaac, "Hey, don't go, don't go to Egypt, but 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 stay, but, but stay here, and I'll be with you. I'll bless you, you know, because I." And I will give all these lands to you and your descendants, and I fulfill the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And he tells Isaac this. So this 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 stood out to me, and, and, and it had me thinking about Abraham's faith, that he had grew in his faith. He was so strong in his faith that he he didn't waver, uh, but he he was steadfast. And um, in, in Hebrews eleven said that Abraham had concluded that Yah could raise the dead. So so when he got ready to, to kill Isaac in his mind, he he believed that the most high could raise the dead. Because because the promise was that, that the seed's gonna come through through Sarah, which is Isaac. And Isaac's the son of Abraham and Sarah had. So that was the word that Abraham got from the Most High. And so his faith stood strong. That's another thing. And then also Yah says that Abraham followed his misvotes. Or his commands, it says that he uh, followed his regulations and his teachings. So Abraham took heed to the word of the Most High. He 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 was taught by the Most High. He he followed the Most High's regulations and his commands. So and so Yah is going to move on Isaac's behalf, bless Isaac's descendants, and 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 be with him, all because of Abraham. So that's that's what stood out to me from verses one through five of twenty six chapter. And you also see as um, the angel appeared, um, Adonai appeared to Yishak, and he gave him instructions of where to go and where not to go. And he also promised him that he would be with him and bless him. And that is the same type of pattern we saw when Adonai appeared to Abraham and gave him instructions on where to go to the land in which he shows him and which he leads him to and there he will bless him and he will be the father of of, of many as numerous as the, as the sand on the uh the shore and i i think that's interesting to see that the same pattern y'all is using as he builds their faith as he builds their faith again uh, that is a pattern that is pointed out and it's extremely clear that um, Yishak is experiencing the favor or the blessings of Yah because of who his, who Abraham is in Amen. his life. Amen. So with that being said, which is which is good is um, uh, let, let, let let's get to verse six uh, through uh, eleven because you can kind of see some of the same patterns and um as, as we do this podcast you will learn from us that we talk about we talk about patterns we believe that how Yah speaks and how you can recognize him moving is through patterns and Yah is a, he's a, he's a god of patterns he divides he separates he elects so he mm-hmm. he here's he, he a pattern also uh that we see verse 6 says so Yishak settled in Gerah the man of the place asked him about his wife and out of fear he said she is my sister he thought if I tell them she's my wife, they may they might kill me, in order to take Rivka. After all, she's a beautiful woman. But one day, after he lived there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, happened to be looking out of a window, when he spotted Yishak caressing Rivka, his wife. Abimelech summoned Yishak and said, "So she is your wife after all? How come you said she is my sister?" And Yishak responded, "Because I thought I could get killed because of her." And Abimelech said, What is this you have done to us? One other people could have easily slept with your wife and would have and would have brought guilt on us. Then Abimelech warned all the peoples, Whoever touches this man or his wife will certainly be put to death. So here's something that we saw also in Abraham, <clears throat> when the most high first called him especially, that that um, even though he told him that he'll be with him, to me from what I from what I take from this is just, just a level of faith because the Most High, y'all had already given Isaac a word, just like he gave Abraham a word, how he was going to bless him, be with him, multiply his descendants. But still, when Abraham got to the king, to Egypt, and, and also when he got to Abimelech, and Abimelech, that um, he, he he was to the point of, um, he, he was afraid that they would kill him because of Sarah. And, and so he lied. And said that uh, 
she was his sister. Now, now listen to this. Here, here was the covenant. The covenant that the, the Most High gave to Abraham was the same one. He said that I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. So I don't think that Isaac was to the point that like Abraham wasn't to the point of um of of his faith to say that Sarah was his wife or Sarah was his wife. It's like Isaac wasn't to the point of his faith to say that Rebecca was his wife. They both said they, they had very beautiful wives, and if you say you're my wife, they may want want you and kill you. But the promise was, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to curse those who curse you. Bless those who bless you. So Yah's promises was to protect them, and it wasn't and, and, and it was not conditional. It was something strictly upon the Most High. But Abraham, Isaac, along with Abraham, had to believe the word, and, and, and so that's the same pattern that uh, Abraham did. What Isaac did, which shows me uh, that Isaac was still had some uh, at this point some growing in his faith that he had to do. So that, that's that's what I got out of out of those few verses of that paragraph. And so then Abimelech sees what sees what's going on, calls him in and says, Hey man, well she is your wife after all, huh? You know, and calls him out. And Isaac responds. So then Abimelech said, Well, listen, then he warned all the people that whoever touched this man or his wife would certainly be put to death. But so that's that's a pattern that I see again, that's a growing of their faith. They had to grow in their faith, had to grow in their trust to believe the the full word of the most high. Also it is said that uh, during this time, and we've seen previously with Abraham and Sarah, uh, that they were near Mesopotamia, and they had that well customs that they went by Mesopotamian customs, um, where they had uh, when they would marry, your wife could be your bride, and there was a contract, or and your wife could also be your sister. And uh, it is said that um, <clears throat> in their customs. However, um, what I thought was interesting in looking at Yeshap and the difference of a king Abimelech with Abraham is it said that God or Adonai revealed <laughs> to, to king Abimelech in reference to Sarah because certain things started transpiring in 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 his land in his household certain things everything was affected and i think it's interesting here that uh king abimelech here with uh yeshak after he saw him uh yeshak caressing rifka and he noticed and he asked him he said why is it that you just didn't tell us he he, he said because you could have brought such a uh a pain and let me find the actual verse um, so we can read the scripture word for word. He said, what is this that you've done to us? And we in, we're in uh, B part, well, verse 10. Abimelech said, what is this you, you've done to us? One of the people could have easily slept with your wife and you could have brought guilt upon us. And I think that that is interesting that out of his observation, that he he acknowledged the God of Abraham and the God of Jacob, whether it was customarily or just by, uh, and it seems like it would have been something customarily because um, Yishek said he thought he would have been killed as well as him having to grow in his faith. So we're looking at um, Abraham. Abraham not only did it once, but I can see after, you know, one time, maybe, you know, you're shaky in your faith. Okay, but a second time, what is, what is truly going on? So my thought was, maybe they did have some customary things going on and how they dealt with marriages and how they protected uh, their wives and tried to preserve them when they went into other lands. But um, I think it's just interesting that King Abimelech noticed and took heed and he gave uh, he made sure that he warned the people so that no harm or guilt would be upon them. So uh, I think that's something that is, is, is a good point to note in here. How Abimelech, you know, observed that. Observed what was going on with um, Yishak and Rivka. Okay. Amen. So also, so then we see that um, Isaac began to grow and, and prosper more and more. Uh, and became very wealthy. He had flocks, cattle, large household, 
and because of all that, the Philistines envied him, and they sent him away from the land. But it, it, it says later on in chapter 26 that Avimelech and um uh and and Akuzat and Pichol, the commander of his army, they went to Isaac, and Isaac tossed them, and they tell Isaac that it's clear that Adonai is with him, and and they want to keep peace with him. You know, they want to keep peace. So we see that that, that through the the hardship of Isaac um, having to leave, leave the land, being in quarrel uh, with 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 Abimelech and some of his men because of whales, and then finally Yah gives him room, uh, so he names one of the the the, the whales uh, Rekuvat, which means uh, which means wide open spaces, because Adonai had made room for them, and and, and so they could be productive in the land, and after too many quarrels and after. Some things that transpired, then Abimelech went to him and they, and they wanted to have peace with him because they could clearly see that the Most High was with them. <clears throat> and so, um, after that, after they, after they um, had made an oath to to uh, be be at peace with one another, they found more wa more water and they called that place Shivab, which means oath or seven. And so the so the city of Beersheba. Uh, was named was named that city because of the oath they had made, and so they called uh, the well of oath or the well of seven to 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 that on to that day to Moses' day because Moses was the one who wrote, who wrote the Torah. So that's very interesting. Well, let's move on to verse to to chapter twenty seven because that's a very interesting chapter and it goes it, it lines back up with twenty five to me. So I'm just gonna read a little bit and we're gonna just get right on into this because. This is a very interesting, interesting uh, chapter, and it talks about, um, yes. Okay, before we move on, we also want to note at the end of uh, chapter 26, and we're saying, um, bringing out the number 40, um, it's Esau also takes a wife at the age of 40, um, and she was a Hitti, and we know how y'all looks upon that, so just take note of that, we see the number 40 again. The Hittites are one of the seven nations that was enemies of Israel. Also, but <clears throat> we're gonna um, go to chapter chapter uh, twenty-seven. Says in the course of time, after Yishak had grown old and his eyes dim, <clears throat> so that he couldn't see, he called Esau, his oldest son, and said to him, "My son." And he answered, "Here I am. Look, I am old now. I don't know when I will die." Therefore, please go take your hunting gear, your quiver of arrows, and your bow, and go out into the country and get me some, some game. Make it tasty the way I like it, and bring it to me uh, to eat. Then I will bless you as firstborn before I die. So we see Isaac calling Esau, get ready to bless him. <clears throat> now the, 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 word, the, word, the word states that Rivka overheard what Isaac had said to um to Esau. So she calls Jacob, Yaakov, and, and tells him to go get two kids. She's going to make uh, a meal for his father, and she wants him to go in so and to pretend that he's her brother so that so that Yishak can bless Yaakov with, with the firstborn blessing. Now, Rivka is responding to the word that was given to her um, from, from Adonai in, in the 25th chapter when he said that the older would serve the younger. But the problem with that is she did it by the seat when she didn't have to. Um I, I, I don't I don't agree to think that it was that it was it was Yah's will for her to do that because I don't believe that Yah get his will th across through people uh through deceiving, through deceit. I believe that when Yah told uh Rebecca that she's gonna uh, she has two nations on the inside of her, uh two different people who will be a rival from birth and the older will serve the younger. I believe that she also told her husband that, you know, and Isaac had, had he had favored uh, Esau because he was a skilled hunter. But I'm but I'm pretty sure that Isaac had heard the word that his wife may have told him that Yah had told her, and uh, and, and I have that proof, but because it's written, it's written. So if it's written down now, somebody had to say it. Uh, it had to be said some way. So now she 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 threw the seat gets Jacob to go to see his to go to see his father to get the blessing 
when Yah had already chosen um, uh, uh, Jacob above Esau. And, and, and the Apostle Paul puts in Romans 9, he said that Yah did this before any one of them had could done any, something bad or be, before any one of them done something good. So it, it, it wasn't because of their behavior patterns, because Yah had already chosen them before they was born. And that and just shows his sovereignty, his, his, how sovereign he is. But, but his word stands. And I don't think that the Most High needs us to interfere in his will or needs us to interfere, you know, and getting involved in his will where he can do his word on his own. I, I, I think that that showed, for, just for me reading it, it showed a lack of faith, a lack of trust uh, on Rivka's part uh, to do that. Because, listen, Abraham, and that, that, that's our foundation, that, that, that's the example that we have that we look up to. He was also put to a point that some things seemed to be impossible uh, from him being from from him being um, um, uh, impotent, from Sarah being barren, to to having to have a son, and then on top of that, he believed the word so much that he was willing to uh, to kill Isaac, you know, so. Because he believed that Yah would raise him up. The word says in Romans 4 is that Abraham believed God who raised the dead. And speak those things that did not exist though they already existed. And the Hebrews, it said that Abraham had believed that the more he had concluded in his mind that Yah could raise the dead. So, so, so he stood on his faith. He wasn't trying to go find another animal or trying to make another kind of way or trying to plead out of it. He had came to the point that he believed that if he was to kill his son, that the Most High would raise him up because the seed has to come through Isaac. So, and I believe that when Yah speaks, he does, he, he does his word. He performs his word. His word doesn't return void. But I think it shows kind of a lack of faith on Rivka's part for her to step in and interfere, and what she calls she calls some 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 some, some, some turmoil, some strife. She calls her son Esau to get so upset, you know, uh, that he wanted to kill his own brother, and then she calls him to get so upset that he wanted to kill his own brother that it came that it came to the point that she had to get him away. So what she did was she, she go tell uh, Isaac that, that she can't bear uh, Yaakov have taken a, a, a Hittite woman as a wife. So she wanted him to send uh, him away, Jacob away, to her brother Laban's house. So she, she calls her son, even though Isaac said, well, you know, I want you to go down here and don't take a wife from the Hittite women, go to Laban and, you know, and, and go there and so to get a wife so so the thing is Isaac and Esau even thought that Jacob was going to Laban to get a wife but Rivka Rebecca said that to get him away to, to try to save his life when whereas she didn't have to do that if she would have stayed out of it so so the point to me from 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 this 27th chapter was to, to not interfere in the will of the most high but let him do it you know regards to what Isaac would have done said the the word of God still stands and God says the older will serve the younger. And so God's word is his word. And sometimes we can't see, uh, and especially we can't see the future. You know, so the only thing we have to depend on is, is Yah's word. And so the word says that we walk by faith. We walk by our trust, not by sight, not by how things look. Not about how we perceive things, but we we have to walk by our trust. And trust is not blind. It's, it, it is not stepping out into something. Excuse me. It is not stepping out into nothing, believing that something is there. That's not what trust is. That's not what faith is. But the word says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Elohim. So our faith that we should have, our trust that we should have comes from God's word. And whenever we step outside and do the opposite, uh, or, or try or, or try to interfere, then we operate outside of faith. And 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 the word says anything done outside of faith is sin. So I believe because of um, Rivka's deceit by 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 getting her, uh, Jacob to 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 put on some of Esau's clothes and then covering his hand and his neck with the skin, that she didn't have to do that. She that she didn't have to step in and interfere for the Most High's Word to come to pass.
And not only did uh, Rivka show her lack of faith and interference, but I also believe, as we pointed out earlier during um, Torah class, is that so did Isaac. So did Isaac doubt. And I think uh, from the time that they received the word of Yah, in which uh, Rivka did, and and I'm sure she shared it with Abraham, I'm sorry, with uh, her husband, Isaac, um, that after a period of years, just as we do, you know, in today's time, we have a tendency to become lackadaisical and carnal-minded. We begin to operate in the physical realm and not uh, continuing to believe Yah for what he's spoken over our life spiritually because he, he spoke in reference to her, uh, the children within the womb, the two nation of peoples is what y'all call them. And one should be stronger than the other and the younger should serve, uh, the older should serve, serve the younger. So at that point in time, when it says that um, Jacob could not be detected or he can detect who was who, but he thought within himself. He had an inclination of at least an uncertainty. So he did not have to do it, but he did it anyway. And in the fact that he was willing to still bless Esau because he was naturally or physically the firstborn shows his lack of faith then. Because we there are words that are spoken over our life. Scripture tells us that there are those who died in the faith, died believing in uh, the coming of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Messiah. And he, he came and they died not seeing it or died not inheriting the promise. But we're still uh, reading about it. We're still believing it and we hope to attain it. So our, I see the lack of faith in the both of them and where Isaac, he was just extremely passive. He, 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 he was going to do it anyway against the word of Yah, against the prophecy or the spoken, spoken word that was given to them, uh, uh, about the children from the womb. And I think that's extremely important to point out as well as Esau's mindset. He was godless. He said that uh, he surely that his brother lived up surely to his name. You know, the surplanter. He's gotten me twice. When in actuality, um, Esau, and in chapter twenty-five, and it's a good time to bring it back up. He said, "Well, I'm going to die." What was his mindset that he was going to die? That he was so distraught or so uh, careless that he would give up his birthright to take the red stuff or the goulash, or the porridge, or the soup, and just eat it and die. What transpired for him to have that type of mindset? Who knows? I know um, in history, and some facts say that maybe he had just killed uh, Nimrod. Who knows? I, uh, or slew Nimrod. I don't know how factual that is. But what was Esau's mindset till he was to the point so he would give up his birthright and just say, I'm going to die. We should not be as Esau. Our mindset should not be as Esau, even in today's time, to be godless, to think that what y'all has done for us is, is for nothing. Um, and I think that that's extremely important to point out. And he shot the blame. He passed the book. That was his decision to give up his birthright. You know, and it was trickery and deception used for the second part of that. Through their mother, Rivka. So those are things to just look at, you know, to consider. Right. And uh, Romans, I mean, excuse me, Hebrews 12, 14 says this. says, keep pursuing shalom with everyone and and the holiness without which no one will see uh, Adonai. See to it that no one misses out on Yah's grace. That, that no root of bitterness, no root of bitterness Springing up causes trouble and thus contaminates many, uh, and and that no one is sexually immoral. Now these these are things that Esau was because the root of bitterness sprung up, and he was sexually immoral. He he, cho he chose to Hittite women, or it said or godless. It, it, it says uh, and, and that no one is sexually immoral or godless like Esau, who in exchange for a simple meal gave up his rights. As the firstborn, for you know that afterwards, when he wanted to obtain his father's blessing, he was rejected, 
Indeed, even though he saw it with tears, his change of heart was to no avail. So because of Esau's carelessness and because of him being godless, you know, that, that's what he married. He, he, he could not obtain the birthright. He, he could not obtain the blessing because he sold, because he sold his birthright. And he did it in such a careless uh, way that uh, Genesis 25 says that he, he cared very little about it. So, you know, so, so you got to look at it. Esau, e Esau was not going to, not going to ha have it anyway. He, he was not going to uh, uh, rule over Yaakov. He, he was going to be the servant. And it was based on the most highest word. And, it, and, and so uh, Rivka did not have to get involved and do what she did by the seat. You know, and, and now now we're not trying to trying to throw away uh Jacob and make him innocent in it because he was a part of it and he did what he did. Mm -hmm. He's our forefather. But, you know, Yah's word was going to come to pass in their lives regardless. And and, and, and that's what we have to understand. That even when things get what, what, what they say when 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 it comes down to the nitty gritty or when when the rubble meets the road, we still have to believe Yah in spite of how things look. Or in spite of how things feel. <clears throat> so we're gonna go to uh, twenty-eight, uh, and then we're gonna then we're gonna go to Malachi and Romans. Amen. So twenty-eight says that uh, after Rivka had come to you know uh, talk to her father, talk talk to you know um, nice. Isaac about uh, Jacob marrying a wife. Twenty-eight. This is what twenty-eight says. <clears throat> so Jacob. So Isaac called Yaakov. And after blessing him, charged him, you are not to choose a wife from the Hitti women. Now go to the home of Bethuel, your mother's father, and choose a wife from there, the, from the daughters of Levin, your mother's brother. And may El Shaddai bless you. May you be, may you, may make you fruitful and increase your descendants until they become a whole assembly of peoples. And may he give you the blessing which he gave Abraham, you and your descendants with you, so that you will, so that you will possess the land you travel through, the land Yah gave to Abraham, or God gave to Abraham. So Yishak sent Yaakov away, and he went to Padan Aram to Laban, son of Bethuel, the son of Ar Arami, the son of the brother of Rivka, Yaakov, Esau's mother. Now Esau saw that Yishak had blessed Yaakov, and sent him away to Padan Aram to choose a wife from there. And that he had blessed him and charged him, you are not to choose a Kanani woman as your wife. And and that Yaakov had listened to his father and mother and gone to Padan Aram. Esau also saw that the Kanani women did not please Yishak his father. So Esau went to Ishmael and took in addition to to, to the wives he already had, Machalot, the daughter of Yishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nevoyot, to be his wife. So that's why Esau thought that uh, Yaakov was going to get a wife. And so, and so did Isaac, based on what uh, uh, Rivka told, Rivka told um, Jacob. But, but, she, but she actually told him that to save his life. So let's go to uh, Malachi. We're going to go to Malachi 1. And we're going to discuss that, and we're going to go to uh, Romans uh, 9. While we're going to Malachi 1, I think it's interesting um, how Rebecca played a part just as well as Sarah did in uh, our patriarchs um, in interfering. Some things I've heard was customary as um, Hagar was Sarah's handmaiden or property, um, and they and they did things as they will. And they would, uh, they could give her just his property, and um, Abraham took her. And later on, we find all of the animosity that uh, came in between as Hagar looked down upon Sarah, and end up having to send Ishmael out. Um, the same thing with uh, Rivka, just being involved. Or interfering with the plans of Yah when Yah needs no help to accomplish his will. Um, and I just think that that is interesting uh, to look at how the women of Yah 
portrayed themselves as interfering and specifically it was the women even though abraham did his did things just as well as isaac did things and jacob did things none of them were uh none of us are innocent all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of of yah but um we have to remember that yah needs no help to accomplish his plan and as women of yah uh be mindful of our premeditation and our meditation uh, of things that we are a part of and we can make and break our homes uh, relationships and dealings with people amen amen now we're going to read malachi and this is showing the condition of the people and how their hearts have become and y'all uses the example of uh esau and yaakov and, and, and he tells about he talks to the priest also so and the people so listen to this a prophecy the word of adonai to israel through malachi I love you, says Adonai, but you ask, how do you show us your love? Adonai answers, Esau was Yaakov's brother. Yet I love Yaakov, but hated Esau. Uh, that word love is the Hebrew word ahav, <clears throat> but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean love as far as, an emotion, from an emotional standpoint, remember, Yah chose them before uh, they were born. He, he, he already made the difference. So what y'all are saying was, I, I was fond uh, of, of, of Yaakov, and I wasn't as fond uh, of Esau. So 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 Yaakov found favor, and, uh, and Esau didn't didn't have the favor of Yaakov, and that was just that was just y'all's uh, sovereign choice, uh, his will. So I made this mountain desolate and gave you territory as desert jackals. Edom says we are beaten down now, but we will come back and rebuild the ruins. Adonazava O answers, they can build, but I will demolish. Then I will be called then they will be called the land of wilderness. The people of whom Adonai is permanently angry, you see it and say Adonai is great, even beyond the borders of Israel. So Yah says, uh, I love you. And you ask, Where do I love you? And he gives the example of how he favored Esau, excuse me, favored Yaakov over Esau. And he was talking to Israel and let Israel know that he had favored them above all the other nations. But Israel, you know, uh, uh, was disrespectful, not respecting. Uh, so, the verse, so verse 6 says, A son honors his father, and a servant his master. But if, I, but if I am a father, but if I'm a father, where is the honor due to do me? And if a master, then where is the respect due me? Says Adonai Zavuot. Then this is to the priest, but you, Kohanim, you despise my name. You ask, how are we despising your name? By offering polluted food on my altar. And now you ask, how are we polluting you? By saying the table of Adonai doesn't deserve respect, so there's nothing wrong with offering a blind animal as a sacrifice. Nothing wrong with offering an animal that's lame or sick. Try, offer, try offering such an animal to your governor and see if he will be pleased with you. <clears throat> will he even receive you? As Adonai Zebaot. So if you pray now that God will show us favor, what your actions have accomplished is that Adonai Zebaot asks, will he receive any of you? Why, why doesn't even one of you shut the doors and thus stop this useless lighting of fires on my altar? I take no pleasure in you, says Adonai and I will not receive an offering from you. For from the farthest east to the farthest west, my name is great among the nations. Offerings are presented to my name everywhere, pure gifts, for my name is great among the nations, says Adonai But you profane it by saying that the table of Adonai is polluted, so that the fruit, of, so that the fruit and food offered deserve contempt. And you also say it's all, it's all so tiresome and, and sniff scornfully at it, says Adonazavo. Then you bring against then you bring against that were taken by violence or that they are lame or sick. Excuse me. Then you bring against excuse me. I lost my spot. Then you bring animals that were taken by violence. Or they are lame or sick, and this is the sort of offering you bring. Am I supposed to accept this from you, says Adonai? 
Moreover, cursed is the deceiver who has a male animal in his flock that is damaged, but vows and sacrifice to Adonai anyway. For I am a great king, says Adonai Zavuot, and my name is respected among the nations. Now, Kohanim, this command is for you. If you won't listen, if you won't pay attention to honoring my name, says Adonai Zavuot, then I will send the, the curse on you. I will turn your blessings into curses. Yes, I will curse them because you paid no attention. I will reject your seed. I will throw dung in your faces and a dung from the festival offerings, and you will be carted off with it. Then you will know that I sent this command to affirm my covenant with Levi, says Adonai Zavuot. My covenant with him was one of life and peace, and I gave him these things. It was also one of fear, and he feared me. He was in awe of my name. The true Torah was in his mouth, and no dishonesty was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness, and turned away many from sins. A Kohen's lip should safeguard knowledge and people should seek Torah from his mouth because he is the messenger of Adonai Zavuot. So Yah is talking to Israel and, and, and telling them basically how they, that, how they uh, act toward him from their sacrifices to the things they say, uh, to the things the priests teach people. They have no respect and, and, and they have the, the, the kind of mind or the kind of attitude that Esau had. Even though Yah showed them favor and he loved on them, their attitude was still a bad attitude until he, until he said he, that he won't even receive their sacrifices. So he had throw dung in their face. You know, uh, he, 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 tell, he, he tells them that, that they all say, you know, that it's all so tiresome and they sniff, and, and they sniff scornfully at, at him. And then they bring animals that were taken by violence. You know how they, how they, because the sacrifice had to be, had to be without a spot or a blemish. It had to be a certain age. It had to be uh, one of the best to even, you know, sacrifice to Adonai. And, and, but yet they was given blind animals as sacrifice. And the priest was not um, telling the truth. And, you know, um, when, when, when their lips should, should, should to teach wisdom and, and, and knowledge and, and the fear of and the fear of Yah, they were doing the complete opposite because they was godless. They they uh, was doing their own thing. And and, and so that's not where that's not pleasing to the most high. We have a responsibility to walk in his ways, to humble ourselves, to be considerate and to pay attention to the things that we do and to the things that we say. And at all times our hearts should seek to please him. Uh, not just ourselves, but we should deny our own self-interest. Actually, if we want to follow him and, and be his Talmudin, or if we, if, we, if we want to be in his purpose, so it's very important how we carry ourselves, the things that we say and things that we do, and be mindful of how we respond, uh, even when we're going through certain trials and tests, or when we have a certain hunger. You know, don't don't be like Esau, give your birthright up because because you figure you're gonna die because you're hungry. You know, so we gotta think about the the way we act and how we carry ourselves. Okay, so our next chapter, <clears throat> next book is Romans nine. We're gonna read that, and then we're gonna uh, end for tonight. So we're going to Romans nine verses six through sixteen. <clears throat> Says this. But the present condition of Israel does not mean that the word of God has failed. For not everyone from Israel is truly part of Israel. Indeed, not all the descendants are seed of Abraham. Rather, what is to be called your seed will be in Yeshah. In other words, it is not the physical children who are children of Yah, but the children the promise refers to are, who are considered seed. For this is what the promise said. At, at the time said, I will come, and Sarah will have a son, and even more, and even more, to the point, it is it is the case of Ribka, for both her children were conceived in a single act. When Yishak, our father, with Yishak, our father, and before they were born, before they had done anything at all, 
either good or bad, so that God's plan might mean <clears throat> might remain a matter of His sovereign choice. The dependent, not depending on what they did, but on God, who does the calling. It was said to her, "The older will serve the younger." This accords with where it, it is written, Yaakov I love, but Esau I hated. So so are we to say it is unjust for God to do this? Heaven forbid. For Moshe for to Moshe he says, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have pity on whom I have pity. Thus it doesn't depend on human desire or efforts, but on God who has mercy. So Amen. So we saw um, that Yah is sovereign, and He chooses who He cho who He chooses and have mercy. But listen, the seed of Abraham ha has to be the ones who who um, who submit themselves to Father, to the Father, walk in faith, and humble themselves and, and live for Him, and not you know live our own way, do our own thing, you know, or act how. Act ungodly or godless. It says that um, it says that um, indeed not all of the sinless are seed of Abraham. Rather, what's it be called your seed will be in Yishak. In other words, it is not the physical children who are the children of Yah, but the children the promise refers to who are considered seed. And the seed of Abraham walk, walks by faith, uh, walk in righteousness. Should do as Abraham do. Uh, Abraham again, y'all says that he followed his misvotes, kept his regulations and his teachings. So, so that's the seed of Abraham, one who, walk, who who walks in his faith, walks in obedience, and does the will of the Most High. Amen. So that's that's our uh, summary tonight. Our little talk on the Torah portion um, that we had. If you want to learn more about our ministry, you can go to our website. It's ahavloveministry.com. It's A-H-A-V-L-O-V-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y.com. And we also have a YouTube page, uh, Ahav Love Ministry. And also we have a Facebook page, um, Ahav Love Ministry. So you can check us out on Facebook, YouTube, or our website. And if you have any questions and comments, Please feel free to uh, email us from our website. We'll be getting up with you as soon as we can. So we thank you all. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Did you, did you have anything you want to say before I continue? Oh, now we're going to go forward. And we're going to get ready to pray. Father, we thank you. We just glorify you. We bless your name. Y'all, we just ask you to help us to walk in your ways, to be obedient. To be humble to your will, Father, and just love on you and show our love to you through our obedience. Help us to have the faith of Abraham. Help us not to interfere in your will, but to, to, to see your plan come to pass as you said without us trying to involve ourselves in a negative way. But help us to continue to walk by faith and trust in you. Yeah, we love you. We glorify you. We thank you for us finding favor in your sight. Thank you for you choosing us. And, and, and giving us an opportunity to live a life pleasing to you. So we praise you and we bless you in Yeshua's name. Amen. So until next time, this is Pastor, Ke Pastor Kerry and Karen Battle of Ahav Love Ministry. Shalom. Shalom.